Hello, my name is Naliti Saul, and I'm the Director of the Office of Career and Professional Development at the University of California, San Francisco. This session focuses on negotiation. Now, usually, once students have gotten past the interview process, um, have figured out that they are probably likely to get an offer, they start to really become concerned with two questions. One is, what actually is negotiable? And the second is, how do I negotiate? This actually ends up being kind of stressful for people for two reasons. The first is, is that it isn't necessarily clear what actually is negotiable. Um, I, uh, in preparing for this conversation today, um, talked to about 10 different people, um, and five of them insisted that nothing was negotiable. Three basically told me that, uh, that certain things were negotiable and that they knew of a friend who had negotiated. Um, and then there were two postdocs who actually said, yep, I negotiated and it, and it happened, it, right? Like it came through. And so what's interesting about this is that when you think about how all of those answers could be true, um, it has everything to do with the variable factors that go into where you have chosen to postdoc. Um, factors that are going to determine whether or not something is negotiable or not include the institution that you're at, the, the funding mechanism that, uh, that the salary is on, um, the PI's approach and, um, and sort of what their current sort of fiscal status is, um, what other people in the lab have made. Um, it could also include factors that are, are, are entirely beyond your control, such as how salary, the salary negotiation experience differs for people based on things like race and gender. Um, and so the fact is, is that because all of these variables could potentially be at play, your best, most strategic thing to do is to try to negotiate. And if you're wrong, I'll talk to you a little bit about the language to back out of that conversation. But the assumption is, is that even if you go online and read everything that says nothing is negotiable, I still encourage you to try. So the second thing that people then sort of wonder about it and that, you know, what is negotiable is, okay, so then what exactly am I negotiating for? There are a number of resources online that are great. I actually really like a resource um, from the Institute of Broadening Participation. They have a guide called uh, Negotiating a Postdoc. And what is useful about this document is that they include 28 different sort of factors that a person could potentially, and they frame it as either negotiate uh, terms on and or they, it might just be something that you need to clarify expectations. The useful thing about that is just really getting a full sense of what things, if you sort of like anything that could be negotiated. And yet, I think it's actually very helpful to really drill down into things that are most likely or more likely to be negotiable, things that might be negotiable and things that are less likely to, I've never heard of it being negotiated. So in terms of the things that are most likely to be negotiated, they include your start date and your work schedule. In terms of these are the two things where it is very likely that if you make an ask on these points, um, somebody, uh, the person you're negotiating with will probably actually be willing to be flexible about that. But the issue that people care about the most is usually the salary. And so know that when I have had conversations with postdocs, um, if the salary has been negotiable, and it isn't if, 
that the the range that that salary has been negotiated um, to has been, I would say, whatever the original offer was, and say between three to to ten percent at the at the maximum. And I'm talking um, having conversations with hundreds of postdocs on this topic. We will talk in a minute about how you negotiate and what language is coming out of your mouth. Um, but know the issues that around salary, it might be negotiable. It's worth actually asking if there's any as flexibility in the salary. But know that if you don't actually, if the person you're negotiating with doesn't budge, um, in some cases it has nothing to do with sort of your ability to effectively negotiate and everything to do with limiting factors, such as there might be a cap on what the the salary range can be because of the funding mechanism. Other things that are possible negotiations, as in I've heard of it happen before, include um, sometimes negotiating moving expenses, sometimes negotiating some type of leave, but that's usually very contained, um, and in some cases negotiating some sort of technology, like a computer. It might also be possible to negotiate a little bit around conference or travel funds, and also um, maybe a particular opportunity, like the opportunity to teach. But those things I have seen people ask, and the answer has been yes as frequently as it's been no. The things I have never heard anyone be able to successfully negotiate on, which doesn't mean it doesn't happen, it just means I haven't heard of it, um, and neither have the perfect colleagues that I uh, work with in career and professional development, include things like lab facilities, undergraduate researchers, parking, housing, on-site childcare, things that would require a little bit more money to basically make happen. But that said, I will include a link to the resource that I mentioned earlier in the resource section. It is helpful to kind of know that it at least is possible to have a conversation about it. But in general, when you are negotiating, you ultimately are negotiating for about between one and three things. So even if you see a full list, or if you read 20 different articles about negotiating uh, for a postdoc position, they may mention sort of 40 or 50 different things. You are really probably negotiating between one and three things. And I highly encourage you to think about those issues about a start date, maybe a little bit about what the work schedule could be, and also thinking about the salary. Now, if that's the question about what is negotiable, the question that usually students have is, oh, great, so then how exactly does it happen? And for that, we need to sort of understand a little bit about sort of how the arc ends when you are in a hiring process. So first you apply, you hopefully interview, and then someone makes you an offer. And between the moment that they make you the offer and the moment that you say yes or no to the offer is this, is this space where you have an opportunity to negotiate. The way that it unfolds is the following. Usually you'll either get an email or the PI will contact you and say, we're so excited, we'd like to offer you the opportunity. Um, and your language at that moment includes, thank you so much for the opportunity. I'd like to hear more about the entire benefits package. And then no matter how fantastic it sounds, your next letter, your next words will hopefully be, can I get that in writing? Um, and could I have a couple of days to think about it? The idea is, is that you don't actually have to negotiate the moment that you hear about the offer because usually you need time and space to think about what it is that you want or don't want. So give yourself time, talk to people in your circle of support, and, and verify whether or not the package is a fair one. If you do decide to negotiate, 
there is research that suggests that the most effective way to have that conversation includes something that they call bundling, as in you share language that says, thank you so much for this offer. It's very appealing. I'm very excited. And I've got questions about three things. So you bundle together the idea that there are three, two or three things and you signal to the other person that there are three things that you would basically like to talk about. And then you basically say, those three things are the start date, the salary and potential moving expenses. In doing so, that other person will understand a little bit about the scope of the negotiation and how far they are from being able to get you. What you're trying to avoid is a scenario where you basically ask for something and then they think the negotiation's over and then you say, oh, but one more thing. So one of the things I encourage people to do is to practice just walking around your house saying things like, thank you so much for this offer. It sounds incredibly appealing. I just have questions about two things, X and Y. Now, when you ask for anything to be different from whatever the original offer is, it helps to think of two concepts. One is benchmarking and the second is justification. Benchmarking is, is that I have this benchmark about, say, the salary being higher somewhere else. And so I'm just wondering if there's flexibility. Um, and so that would be something like, thank you so much for this offer. I have a question about the salary. Um, I'm just wondering if there's any flexibility there because I was looking at the NIH sort of stipend, annual stipend numbers, and the salary range seemed to be, or the salary listed was a little bit higher than, than what this offer is. So I'm just wondering, is there a possibility that we could get closer to that number? So that's the idea that you are looking at benchmarks either for the institution, um, and also you can look for benchmarks within your circle of support. You can also look for benchmarks that are sort of external to your institution, such as NIH. The other thing is justification. As in, there's a reason why I'm specifically asking you for, say, a $2,000 bump up. And it might be something, and this is why you need to see the offer letter, that has to do with the overall package. So, for example, um, I have heard of postdocs negotiating because they've said things like, you know, so I'm just wondering, you know, if there's a possibility or any wiggle room about, say, raising the salary another $2,000. Because in looking at the benefits package, I understand that my the portion that I'll have to pay for insurance is about $100 a month. And so I'm just wondering if we could maybe make sure that, um, that that is taken care of in the salary. And so because of that, you know, is, is there any flexibility to get to whatever, from fifty-two dollars to $54,000? But as you can see, these two concepts of benchmarking and justification are usually what goes along with the actual ask. The final thing you should know is that the person may say, no, nothing is negotiable. And if they say that, the language that I've thought that I've appreciated and I thought was very skillful is saying, well, thank you so much for being willing to, to hear me out and to consider my requests. Could I still have, say, three or five days to make a final decision? This is a very important decision. And I know that if I commit, I want to be sure that I'm committing 100%. Then go back to your circle of support, have a conversation with them about sort of how that conversation unfolded check in with individuals you trust um, and um, could be family, partners, mentors, um, and basically decide whether or not you are going to take or not take the offer. If you decide to take the offer, the language is, thank you so much. I'm incredibly excited to say that I'd love to join your lab or join your organization. If it's no, then it is thank you so much for your offer. I regret that I'm going to have to turn it down.
But that, in a nutshell, is the arc of sort of how a, a negotiation happens. And that actually speaks to the second thing about negotiating, which is that people rarely see it or rarely kind of hear anything about it unless they're actually doing it. So that hopefully gives you a sense of what the arc is. So in our next video, we will talk a little bit about how to make that decision about whether or not the postdoc opportunity is right for you.